enjoy the little things in life, for someday you will realize they were the big things. When I was a kid, I dreamed one day of having a little hobby farm where I could have kids and dogs, cats, and critters of all kinds. But breeding was never in my vision of the future, unlike my Aunt Judy and her desire for a pair of hamsters. This is episode number 47, and we are talking about pet memories. Judy's legacy writing is called Hamsters, Uncle Lloyd, and Simple Math. We discuss the adventures she had as a child when her Uncle Lloyd gave her a male and a female hamster for Christmas. This resulted in an educational experience in animal husbandry, biological reproduction, and microeconomics. Welcome! This is the Sidetracked Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hey, Judy. Lisa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. So I think I'm catching you right off of work again, right? You are. I came home from work. I went to the doctor and now I'm home. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, I had my little CPAP machine checked out. So oh, you look yeah. fresh and great. I do. Yes, you cool. do. You I like great. that. You must have put I on found out I lost, I lost 13 pounds. I found that out. Wow. How about and, that? And what is your secret? Well, I have been trying to eat a little less, but I've also, I get a lot of exercise at work. So my, my job is really helping because we do a lot of walking and pushing and all that kind of thing. And it wow. must be working. That's about, I hadn't seen that doctor for years. So I figure that's about a pound a month, which is perfect. Yeah. Um, so do you, can you tell it in your clothes? Were you anticipating a loss? Well, I knew I, you know, my scale at home always weighs lighter than the scale at the doctor's office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it had been weighing in at about what I thought I was weighing. And it was a little less, but it weighed in exactly where I thought it should be. So I was very pleased. Wow. So, okay. Happy day. Maybe that's why I look okay. (laughs) So you, your, your scale is actually accurate. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So um, that felt good because I can now, I, I try not to weigh myself every day or anything. I try to like mm-hmm. wait a couple of weeks so that I can have a nice little boost or surprise. Okay. But this, 
this one was really nice 13 pounds you know Jesus. that's nice when you haven't seen anybody for a year you know they can really see a difference exactly do you yeah. have a fitbit do you keep tr- do you i don't i don't i that is one of those things that um I'd like to have one, but I just love the new watch Michael gave me for Christmas. So I don't know where I'd wear it, but of course, you know, and of course I want a saddle colored band and I want, you know, I Uh want it to be just the right thing. And so I haven't (laughs) found one that I can't live without yet, but that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I hear. Yeah. I mean, the Fitbit is definitely a, um, a useful tool. I like it to, to see exactly, you know, how much I'm moving. And I also like the fact that it shows my heart rate and my sleep. So, yeah, I think those are both really good things. So one of the things my CPAP machine does is it tells me how many hours I'm sleeping a night and all that kind of thing. So that's kind of cool. So you're getting that too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, one of these days I'll, I'll uh, give in and get a Fitbit. That would be fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. So that has, once again, I think we're, we're, we're absolutely starting nothing to do with our topic with absolutely yeah. nothing. Exactly. Okay. So our topic this week is pet memories and That's um, right. uh, we're not writing about dogs and cats. We're writing no. about other, so, other critters. We've had a share, haven't we? <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. <laughs> All of us, yeah. you know, um, wrote about different things. And we were, when we were sitting around talking about it afterward, um, I come to find out we've had quite the variety, each of us. Oh. Everything from chameleons. I have to say, my sister must have been raising mealyworms because they were healthy enough to eat the chameleons. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Uh, Absolutely crazy. So, I what is your. A- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard about it as a child. And um, it still creeps me out. It was creepy. Yeah. Um, so what is your writing called? Your legacy it's called writing. Hamsters, Uncle Lloyd, and Simple Math. <laughs> Hamsters <laughs> and Simple Math. Okay. I uh-huh. think I know where this is going. Let's hear it. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep. Okay. I had been telling everyone in my family for months that I wanted a pair of hamsters. Dad said no. Mom said no. And I was frustrated. I was 10 years old and I was fascinated by hamsters. Christmas came and Aunt Joan and Uncle Lloyd came to celebrate the holiday with their two children and our family. Uncle Lloyd was vibrating and I knew something was up. He went out to the car and returned with a cage filled with two beautiful hamsters. He wished me a Merry Christmas and handed me the cage. I was so pleased. My dad was not. (laughs) He questioned Lloyd about the gender of the two hamsters, asking if they were the same sex. Uncle Lloyd chuckled as only Lloyd could. Why no, Ron? One is male and one is female. Now dad was really not happy. (laughs) For the next several days, I watched my hamsters nonstop. I named the female Mutt and the male Jeff. I was not happy because Jeff was not very nice to Mutt. He would ride around on her back and I thought he was going to kill her. (laughs) About three weeks later, we were having dinner. We had put the hamster cage in the dining room. I looked in and said to mom, what is that pink stuff in the cage? It was three hamster babies. Before I could explore further, Mutt ate her babies just as (laughs) Jeff was coming to investigate. My next several weeks were spent reading about breeding hamsters The books all said that once the female was pregnant, the male and female needed to be separated to keep the female from eating her babies to protect them from the male. Now they tell me. 
As time went on, I did more reading. I learned that hamsters have a 20-day gestation period. That meant that we could have a boatload of hamsters in a very short time. The other aha moment came when we realized we were going to have to inspect each litter and figure out which babies were male and which were females so we could separate them and they didn't inbreed and continue multiplying. Mm-hmm. My sister's boyfriend, now her husband, helped me build hamster cages out of chicken wire and cookie sheets. In a very short period, I had over 100 hamsters, six cages, and a very smelly basement. I was getting ready to go to my two-week stay at Camp Blackhawk in Antigo, Wisconsin. Mom said all the cages had to be cleaned before I left. My sister, Sandy, said she would help me because it was a big job. Oh, thank goodness. I went down the basement to get started. I was shocked when I realized all the cages were empty. Apparently, Jeff had unhooked each of the cage doors and there were no longer any hamsters in the cages. Mom was not happy. She said I needed to find every one of my brood before I left for camp the next morning. Sandy agreed to help me search. We found hamsters in the strangest places ever. They were under the hot water heater, in the bottom of dad's golf bag, nesting in dad's stationary drawer with shredded stationery around them. There were more hamsters in dad's toolbox, snuggle up to the base of the furnace or to the base of the furnace, and even in a laundry basket full of <clears throat> clean clothes. We literally searched for hours until we were sure that everyone was back where they belonged. Mm. We double wired all the cages shut and felt sure that no one could get out again. When mom was satisfied that my little monsters were all accounted for, she agreed that I could leave for camp. It was now the wee hours of the morning and I had to catch the bus by 7 a.m. I threw my camp things together Dad and Sandy took me to the bus. I made it just in time. They waved goodbye, and I found my seat. I was exhausted, full of anxiety, and excited about going off on my adventure. When I closed my eyes, I could still hear Uncle Lloyd chuckling as only Uncle Lloyd could. Exactly. <laughs> he had a cackle. He oh, it was a cackle. Yes, yeah, yes. I, I, I politely said chuckle, but it was actually more like a cackle. A cackle. And his <laughs> eyes would be a slit and he would oh, he was almost always directing it at my father, his brother. <laughs> oh, OK. So I have several questions about this. Uh-oh. And okay. so first of all, why did you want a pair of hamsters? I mean, I've never had a pair of hamsters. I've always had one hamster at a time. You said I'd always wanted a pair of hamsters. <sighs> well, I thought that it would be fun to have babies. And I thought what I could do is I could take the babies and I could sell them to my friends and I could sell them for, I bet, a dollar a piece and I could make money. So your, the method to your madness was having a male and a female. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was my plan. <laughs> what was it about hamsters? What was that like a cool thing? What, um, you know, what was up well, with? The I just thought they were idea. the cute. They were the cutest things ever. They were fluffy and soft, and my <laughs> hamsters were actually pretty tame. Um, especially Jeff, he would crawl on my shoulder, and you know, he was really fun to play with. Um, yeah, I, I just thought they, I, I don't know. 
Sandy Eyes had a dog and we had birds, but they weren't that tame or fun to play with. But the hamsters, I thought, would be you could tame them a little and have some fun with them. And yeah, just for some reason, it struck my fancy and it seemed like a really good, good idea. So, yeah, I mean, hamsters, I mean, have they always been a popular pet? I mean, I know when I was a kid, they were a popular pet, but I wonder when hamsters actually became, you know, popular when, I mean, you know, I don't I know think, that. I think it was have... kind of a, it was kind of a new thing when I was, yeah. you know, around 10 or so. I don't think it had been a popular pet. Like when Sandy was young, I think it was a new fad and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I really liked it. I thought they were awfully cute. I wasn't crazy about mice because they were always places they shouldn't be and leaving yeah. things all over. But hamsters, you know, were contained. They were in a cage. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. cute. So I thought they were just really, yeah, really a good idea. Well, you know, I had two mice, white mm-hmm. mice, little, they were, I don't know what kind of mice they were. I had a three-tiered cage my third year of teaching. And okay. um, they stunk so mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And I cleaned them like every other day. I mean, regularly. And um, I... I was teaching in Illinois at the time. And one, I I was actually out in the hallway when I heard a kid say, Ooh, that smells just like Miss Gilmore's classroom. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what had happened was it was our building was so hot. The building had been built for air conditioning and then the money had run out. And Mm -hmm. so they put in ceiling fans instead. So all the teachers brought their own fans and I had brought my fan and I was, I put a box fan in the window blowing out. Well, my Mm -hmm. neighbor had put a box fan in her window blowing Blowing in. in. (laughs) (laughs) I get the picture. You got it. And uh, needless to say, I didn't have them for very long. This was fall. I probably had them for two weeks. And um, donated them back to the pet store again, because they were just hamsters aren't stinky. No, they really aren't. And I used to put them. I had um, I think dad had a friend. I think it was Dan Frederick. And he was a a builder and a carpenter and all that. He Uh did a lot of woodworking. Mm -hmm. And he would give me bags of cedar shavings. And I would put the Mm -hmm. cedar shavings in the cages. So they gave off that that faint scent of cedar shavings now of course they had to be cleaned frequently but I mean they when they were bad if I wasn't doing my job well they could get a little stinky but you know it wasn't as bad as some pets I've known Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so (laughs) the next question I have is okay as a parent if somebody (laughs) brought my daughter or my son to rodents and cackled about them being a male and a female. Um, you know, I know what happens when, you know, he's riding around on her back. Um, why did your parents not have you separate them from the get-go? Well, that's a really good question, Lisa. That's a well, really good question. I mean, um, so in other words, your dad, he was not thrilled that you got these hamsters. No. But he didn't but this do- wasn't just anyone that had given them to me. This was his brother. Right. And 
my favorite uncle. <laughs> and I think that he felt that he should let this play out. And um, <laughs> I don't think he had done his homework as far as knowing that we could have a litter of hamsters every 20 days. <laughs> I think, you know, he thought maybe this was kind of like, um, you know, the nine month thing and maybe one baby at a time. Well, it wasn't like that. Wasn't like not that so much. So no, this gives new was... meaning to um, rabbits. Yes. Yeah. 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 And quite honestly, when I, I was writing this and I was thinking, now Lisa's going to ask me questions. <laughs> and so I asked myself, self, what questions would I ask? And I thought, huh? I knew they were reproducing. I knew they had a 20 day gestation period. So how in the world did I get to a hundred hamsters? But I literally had a hundred hamsters. And then I started really doing serious separation. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. I'm guessing in in order to get a hundred, it wasn't just uh, Mutt and Jeff that were reproducing. You had other reproducers in your, you were not the best at sexing your babies. But you figure a litter could easily be nine to 12 hamsters. Oh. So all mm-hmm. that really took was eight or 10 litters and you were up to a hundred. Yeah. And I really kind of had this thing down. I kept them warm and I kept them clean and they all had exercise wheels and <laughs> yeah, they were pretty healthy. I had healthy stock. They were doing well. I also had a lot of mad parents because I would sell them to their kids and they'd get out of the cage and they'd run around in the walls and they'd do all kinds of Mm -hmm. things. I wasn't Mm -hmm. real popular, but it was kind of fun. (laughs) And I did make about a hundred bucks. Did you sell Mutt and Jeff? No, no, but I did separate Mutt and Jeff. I had another cage that I I actually purchased with my, with my profits. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I had Jeff in one and Mutt with another and, I don't remember them living very long. I mean, this whole process of a hundred hamsters had to be had between I was the time I was 10 to maybe 12 or 13, a couple years. Okay. And then I know Mutt, Mutt passed away first from having all those babies, I guess. And then Jeff, I had by himself for a while. And then finally mm-hmm. he bit the dust as well, but I don't remember much about his passing, just that there was a side of me that was very sad. And there was a side of me that went, Oh, whew, I'm done with that phase of my life. <laughs> now, oh, Michelle said goodness. that I had five hamsters over the course of my growing up time. And so Did she had really? five hamsters. Yeah. And I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't even remember any of their names. I think Goldie was the first one because he was a golden hamster. Um, vaguely. I just remember the one that you were, um, testing out the new electric scissors and you decided to give the <gasps> hamster a haircut and you cut a hole in its back <laughs> and you could see all the organs working inside and, and, and I mean everybody was freaking out <laughs> and wow. I think somebody called the vet and the vet said yes. let's just sprinkle a little bit of um antibiotic uh, powder powder yeah powder mm-hmm. on it and of course they would they would try to lick that off but no 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 so I yes I thought he was he needed a, a haircut and so I took my new from Christmas electric scissors and right. it got stuck in his fur and when I when I got it to release and you know, I was it was you know you cut and it cut a hole a little teeny little hole in his skin little bitty. Yep. Mm-hmm. and when he 
and it didn't see, didn't squeak or he didn't seem to mind it that much. But when he moved, the hole expanded. And now a hamster is very, you know, um, there's a membrane between his skin. His skin is not attached to this membrane. And so you can pick them up by the scruff. And um, so when he moved that membrane around his organs, it was like a, an opaque, translucent yep. um, skin underneath the skin that moved. And that skin mo- that moving made the hole bigger. And then you could see, yeah, his organs. And yep. I was screaming that I had killed my hamster. That made Michelle <laughs> upset. She was upset that I was upset. And we, it was mom. She said it sounded like a morgue. I mean, we were just wailing. And yeah, so dad called the vet. And he was not, you know, having grown up on a farm, any rodents were not at the top of his priority list. list right. And uh, he ended up having to, um, you know, do the, the veterinary, um, use his, uh, update his veterinary skills and put this powder and the hamster lived. Yeah. The hamster was like, was no worse say, for wear. But hamster recovered, if I remember correctly. Yes, but yes. that's the only hamster I remember you having. <laughs> that's the one you cut the hole in its back. I, I, I totally, <gasps> I, you know, with this, there were other things that came up in my writing, but not that. And that was very <laughs> well. I um, just thought I'd have to bring that to light because we wouldn't want to leave that out, right? Of course. Oh, so, yeah, what other pets did you have? Did you have any oh pets? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, of course, we had, I had turtles and I had, um, we had, we had a, a dime store in the downtown mm-hmm. of Beaver Dam. And it was the only store that had an escalator in it. Mm-hmm. But when you rode the escalator up, you were up in the pet department. And oh, I would spend that hours was Schultz's there. Five and Dime, Schultz right? Brothers Five and Dime. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's where, it was where uh, Ming's Garden Restaurant is. Yes, now. exactly. I remember. And, Yep. And so, I would always have grandma take me there. I loved going there. And she thought it was just a bunch of trash, just trash. Oh, of course. Of course. We love trash. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I bought my turtles there and I had a turtle ball that had a palm tree, you know, a plastic mm-hmm. palm tree that came up out of it. And I had that fun with the turtles. I used to do, I had two and I used to do turtle races and, you know, <laughs> I say I, I mean, Sandy must have been involved in some of these too, but I don't remember whose were whose and Mm -hmm. all of that kind of thing. I don't remember loving the chameleon. I do remember burying the chameleon (laughs) and the mealybugs and that was really gross. But wasn't that mom's Um, pet, the chameleon? It was, that was mom's pet. Yeah. She wanted, she thought a chameleon would be cool. And I, you know, if Sandy thought it was cool, then I thought it might be cool too. But uh it's kind of like you see on the paint commercials that they turn blue and red. Not, they don't. Not so much. No, they turn brown if they're on a piece of wood and they turn green if they're on a leaf. And that's about the end of their show. (laughs) No rainbow. No, no rainbow. And I actually had, um, I had a cat for a while. Oh my goodness. I don't think I've ever heard the cat. No, you're, you're, my mother didn't like the cat. Um, my mom and dad were on vacation at one of their conferences. Mm -hmm. They went to, you know, they'd go on these trips that my dad would earn. Right. And one of my grandmas, I think it was grandma Meister was staying with us and, I found this little white kitty, all white, pink eyes. So it was an albino Mm -hmm, kitty. mm -hmm. And um, I don't don't know, mom and dad must have been gone a while because the kitty grew to be a pretty good size. And um, 
I had been asking for a kitty for a long time too. And um, everybody had mm -hmm. said no. So when mom and dad came home from their trip, the kitty was out on the patio and it was hanging on the screen in the <laughs> patio in the backyard. And that didn't make any points with mom and dad. And, and I know shortly thereafter, that kitty just happened to disappear. <gasps> I found out no. later that the kitty went to a farm and became a pretty good mouser. So you what know, was the that name? made me, I knew you snowball. It was snowball was my oh. kitty's name. That was really cute. And, and, but it wasn't the friendliest. So it might've been feral. I can't remember, sure. but mm -hmm. mom said, you know, I really don't want a cat in the house. Cause we had a, a cocker spaniel at mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And of course the cat and the cocker spaniel kind of, uh, I think, I think trouble our cocker spaniel would have been okay but the cat was not friendly to the cockers. That, that wouldn't have gone well what else did i have um well sandy and i had had parakeets yep. and we had this huge breeding cage and we oh. thought it would be the neatest thing ever to have baby birds <laughs> no we, oh we want we were into this breeding thing obviously you know? yeah and there <laughs> there was a breeder box in the back of the cage and i bet one summer she and i sat and watched those crazy parakeets for the whole summer i don't even think we played outside <sighs> and whenever they'd go into that breeding box we'd get all excited oh, there they go sandy he's going in the box you know oh, here we go well it wasn't a few months later we went back to um, Schultz Brothers and we said, you know, we've had these birds in a breeding cage for some time now and they're not breeding. And this woman very rudely told us that the birds we had purchased were called bungee, budgies. budgies. And she yep. said, budgies do not reproduce. Oh, they're and kind of like I mules, said, huh? well, nobody <laughs> told us that here. We had all the, the workings of a little family going on. And yeah, so Ooh. I want to say, I want to say that one of the birds actually did in the other one, you know, there was a competition going on. So I'll tell you, we learned a lot about life from these animals. Oh, yeah. And I never had a dog. I had a cat. I had turtles. I had one of the parakeets and my sister had the other. <laughs> she wouldn't allow snakes in the house. So I never had a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another story for another time. Right, Lisa? Uh -huh. um, what else did I have? Oh my gosh. I can't. I, I think of that. And, and I think after the hamsters, I think I kind of learned my lesson. I don't think I was really interested in doing much, um, much breeding anymore. I, I learned that. Um, that yeah, well, yeah, you go from trying to breed and nothing happened to not trying to breed and all hell breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you see these litters of hamsters, I mean, I, I, pretty soon in a very short period of time, they're almost as big as their mother. You know, they grow mm -hmm. quickly. Yep. And once they grow quickly, you really have to figure out how to tell which is the male and which is the female. And, yeah. and like I say, we had these big cages. I mean, imagine your largest cookie sheet. Uh -huh. And and we had um, your dad built uh, chicken wire sides and tops uh -huh. and hooked them on to the cookie sheets. And then he even made exercise yep. wheels out of the chicken wire. And so these were downstairs in the basement, but it was near the, um, the, the, what do you call it? The register for the furnace. Okay. 
So we'd be laying in bed trying to sleep and we could hear <laughs> all the, the wheels, all the wheels yes. going around. And then all of a sudden we'd hear boom and we'd hear and we'd go down and one of them had broken, you know, the chicken wire. If you did it long enough, the thing that held it in place would break. And so then we'd have to do a repair on that wheel. And then we'd go back up. and Oh, it, it was yeah, it was a lot of work. And I can't imagine <laughs> that you'd get real close, you know, in terms of, you know, playing and affection with a hundred hamsters. I mean, Mutt and Jeff would have been just fine. Yeah, they would have been just fine. Two cages, Mutt and Jeff, I would have been happy. But it was it was an interesting experience. I made I, I mean, must say I learned how animals breed and yeah. how they were born. And, you know, I, when I saw that pink in there the first time. You're I pretty clueless. Mom, I, I said, <laughs> what? Is, it looks like ham in there. You know, it was that color. It looked pink. It was pink. And sure. I had no idea. And then, of course, when she bit their heads off and then consumed the rest of them, I thought, oh, my <laughs> goodness, what have I signed on for here? And so that's when I started my reading adventure and found out that that if the female feels threatened in any way, Mm-hmm. that somebody's going to harm her babies, then she'll do that. So I got well, we're to the wise. Yes. Uh-huh, Get those exactly. guys out of there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. I think this was kind of motivated by the fact that Sandy, the dogs always like Sandy best of all. And I <laughs> didn't have anybody that really thought I was just wonderful. And, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. my hamsters were pretty sweet, you know, the pair until they started going crazy. Um, so I guess I thought that was that was my animal to <laughs> to have affection. I don't know. Little Is emotional that... neediness there on your part there, Judy. Well, I think there was. <laughs> I think I just wanted to be loved. And these little guys were pretty sweet. So, you know, I, I remember one time when I was cleaning cages and there were three of them, three of the little males, and they were, I had them in a cardboard box while I was cleaning out their cage. Mm-hmm. And They started fighting. And so, you know, smart me, I stuck my finger down in the cage to break them up. And I had tooth marks in one side, not the other of my finger. So I learned that wasn't so good. (laughs) So lots of life lessons, you know, I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. Oh, well, Judy, I think we could talk. I think you could talk about your hamsters all day long. Um, well, I, mean, I haven't even thought about this, my hamsters yes, in forever. So this was a, this was a fun subject. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> I, I thought it was good to get this one down because nobody would believe it. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap things up here and uh, we will talk to you next week. Okay. Lisa, thank you. Good sure. talking to you. Love you. Okay. Later. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Call it a wrap. I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, 
and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.